0: The final furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only. Terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday. The ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today. Now, here's your host, Emmett Kennedy.
1: And you're very welcome to the show. It is great to have your company and great to have the company of two of the best and biggest in the game as well. First up, is the superb trainer, a man who joined us for this episode last year as well. Gordon Elliott, welcome back to the show. Yeah, how are you? How are you? Yeah, great to be online here, so look all to Yeah, the new modern world where we're all just online and no one meets up anymore. It's been a tremendous start to the season for you, Gordon. You happy with how things are going so far?
2: Yeah, I think the horse run running well, uh,
1: thank God. Um, so yeah, we're well, having plenty of winners, so hope we can keep it going, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And your record at the Ferry House meeting is damn good as well. Uh, and another man, Who's been in tremendous form in the saddle, and of course, the yard in tremendous form as well. Patrick Mullins, welcome back to the final furlong. Thanks much, Emmett. Good to be back. Great to have your company, lads. Uh, Ferry House is a special weekend, and I could not recommend if you have the opportunity to go this weekend, I could not recommend it highly enough. It's a crack and track, and this weekend in particular is going to be an absolute doozy. Uh, Sunday's gonna be a cracker, but there's a couple of horses running on the Saturday that we should talk about as well. A certain Fasal Vega, Patrick mullins is entered. With the novice hurdle, so we can dream 152 ferry house on the Saturday. Gorn had been the plan, the ground was absolutely shocking. Um, is Saturday in contention for him?
0: Yeah, well, look, um, obviously, we've entered him up, uh, we had him entered last week as well, and we just decided to wait a week. Um, but yeah, he's schooled very well. He's Paul wrote him down to school in hurdle in Thurlis a couple of weeks ago, and he was delighted with him. Um, so I imagine this would be a lovely place to start, It'll all being well between now and then.
1: And it would be a great education for them too. There's something about Ferry House. It's a fantastic race course, but also the education for a racehorse going on in their career. It just, it seems to bring out the best in horses.
0: Yes, look, it's um, like, you know, it's, it's one of the, it's a big galloping fair track, a big long straight, um, not, m- no major undulations. Um, it's, it's the best horse wins. You don't, you get very, very few unlucky horses there. So um, it is a great track to to run racehorses
1: that's a race Willie has won three times in the last 10 years including with Grangy last year how has he schooled over hurdles
0: yeah we're very happy with him uh, very happy with him you know but he's, he's his mother's son and um, he's uh, seems very good at home like I said he's he's running a school in hurdle and hurdle Paul's schooled him plenty of times uh, over our strip and uh, we like what we see so we're very very excited about
1: him Mark Boylan did a stable tour with Willie uh, I think it was last month and the quotes from him about Fasal Vega were just eye-popping. Uh, y- you wait a lifetime for a horse like this. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something along those lines. Like, clearly, the excitement surrounding Fasal Vega, the champion bumper hero from last year, is very, very real.
0: Yeah, well, look, I mean, look, he's eye-catching to look at. Um, you know, he, he's walking the park. Can be, you know, Duvan and Min were kind of kind of similar. Um, he, but he's, he's tall and leggy, uh, physically more like Duvan. Um, quite light, athletic and obviously I think the big thing with him is his is his his mother, you know, like Key Vega that to have such a superstar mayor have um, what appears to be a superstar horse uh, is very unusual and very rare. And then on top of that, to go with the season he had last year, you know, to win the on Christmas, to win the DRF, the hundred gram bumper DRF, to win that Cheltenham, and then go back and win again at Punchdown. He he won ugly, he won pretty. Um he handled good ground, he handled heavy ground. Um and like I said, he's cool as well. So if, if he doesn't excite you, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: um, you know, what's not to be excited about?
1: Yeah, you're in the long, wrong line of work if Fasal Vega doesn't get you excited. Um, and it is a terrific story about Vega as well, producing such uh, a superb talent. His next appearance on the race course is eagerly anticipated and hopefully it will be on Saturday. Speaking of bumper performers, Gordon, you've got a, a number of very exciting bumper types for uh, potentially Saturday and Sunday. I'm sure you're going to have runners in, in both races. Um, a lot of these horses cost an absolute fortune as well. Uh, Better Days Ahead is, is the first one that, that comes to mind. We saw him at, at Down Royal. It didn't quite happen for him there, but he's he looks uh, a terrific type. And I know that from his point-to-point days, there is an awful lot of excitement about him. Um, are we going to see him at the weekend? Yeah, you'll
2: probably see him at the weekend. Um, look, at, at the race in and Down Royal, they went very steady. Uh, Turned into a bit of a sprint. Um, but he's come out with the race well. Uh, he worked well during the week. And uh, I imagine you'll see him at the weekend, yes.
1: Okay, so he costs £350,000. Uh, you've got plenty of supporting backup, though, including Shannon Royale, who's a 300k purchase, a walk in the park. What can you tell us about him? He's a nice horse, yeah.
2: <laughs> that is! Is that all we're getting? So you're giving us all the figures and telling us what they are. All I can do is train them. I don't know what the cost or so what they are. But uh, no, he's a nice horse, so he is. Um, I'd imagine probably um, better days ahead of the four-year-old bumper. And maybe um, Shannon Royale uh, maybe might run on on, uh, on Saturday. I'll be mad.
1: And could Stellar Story join them? He could, yeah, he could. Uh, he'd definitely be the
2: player to 2 away the ground. I suppose um, the easier the ground, the better chance he'd have. He's a big galloper, a lovely horse. Probably whatever he does, he's going to be better over hurdle.
1: The last time I saw him in person, I was asking you about an O'Leary horse. And you said, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Is this is this the, the O'Leary horse I was asking about, stellar tell her story? I
2: do know. We're lucky we've got a lot of nice young horses. Um, he is a nice horse, but I think whatever this side does, he's going to be better with a jump in front.
1: Nice. Okay. I've, I've heard some very good things about him, so we shall see. But Eddie might be listening, so let's keep it quiet. Speaking of um, Frankie Tightlips, uh, JP has fact to file with Willie. Um he's going to be making his debut potentially over the weekend. He's entered uh, a fairy house. What's the, the current thinking there, Patrick?
0: Yeah, um, he's obviously, he's a, he's a five-year-old, won uh, his point very well at Bell Harbour. Um, we like him a lot, fine, big, chasing type, plenty of size and scope um, by polyglot, Lot. And um, I'd love to ride him. Uh, I'd love to ride him there. I think he's, um, I think he's well up to winning, uh, winning a bumper and winning a good bumper. So... Uh, but we also have Nick Rocket in there as a walk in the park. Mm. Um, one for Pat Doyle, I think. Um, and he'd be a different type, uh, smaller um, smaller and sleeker type, um, maybe slightly quicker. Um, but again, I think he's a real bumper. I think he's a real bumper type. And I like think he's well up to winning wherever he goes. But uh, I'm not sure which one we will run. Um, but I think both of them are ones to watch.
1: Okay, Nick Rocket, uh, at Walk in the Park, as Patrick said, and I've been given a bit of a word about him too. He's meant to be very, very good, and I know that his point-to-point was a, a race that got plenty of people talking. Uh, we'll move on to the Sunday, gentlemen. So this is where things are really going to be kicking off. Uh, the two-mile bar one racing price boost juvenile hurdle. Uh, it's a race that, Gordon, you've done particularly well in over the years, uh, including winning it the, the last three of the last four runnings with Chief Justice here and Phil Door. Uh Willie has taken... Two of the last ten runnings, and our Connor took this back in 2012 before going on to win the Triumph Hurdles. So it's a proper race. Very keen to, to start with you, Patrick, because you've got a multitude of runners. Has a decision been made on who's going to line up?
0: Um, yeah, look, we have a couple entered here. Zarek the Brave uh, was obviously very impressive in house a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's a real uh, sharp uh, flat juvenile. You know, had a good run in Chanty before we bought him, um, and showed plenty of gears uh, when he won a Fairyhouse. The fact that he's had a run. Uh, really stand to him. Uh, you know, a lot, this meeting comes slightly earlier for a lot of our horses and oftentimes we're, we're a bit ru- ring rusty, but in fact, he's had a run. It'll be a huge advantage. Um, then we have two other fillies in there. Um, a mouth and risk Bell, who both, um, have, uh, eye catching form in France. Again, they're two, uh, they're small, small fillies. They're, they're juveniles. Um, you know, they're, they're maybe not the types that are going to go and jump on fences in the future. Um, but uh they you know, to a cliche, they tick all the boxes. They have the, the right stallions, they have the right owners, they have the good form. Um and we are been very happy with what we've seen with them. Um it's uh it's it's just it's not an ideal uh starting point. Um but uh options are pretty limited once
1: they've once they won in France. What, what do you mean by not an ideal starting point? Is it because of Well the you know, it, it looks great?
0: start you look start off in a uh, yeah, exactly. You'd love to start off in a maiden and, and build and build forward from that. Um, it's very difficult to come into a race of this of this kind of depth first time out in you know a different type of racing than in France. Um, it's just uh, it makes life more difficult.
1: There's been a fair bit of chat. It wouldn't be like Willie Mullins to have a, a horse sub ten to one having not run for a novice hurdle at, at the Cheltenham Festival, and yet here we are again uh, with, with this. Uh, particularly a Willie Mullins' Rich Richie on horse, this just seems to be a thing but there's been an awful lot of talk about this lossy mouth for, for quite some time. Uh, what do you make of that? Does it does it confuse you? Does it excite you more? Does it frustrate you?
0: No, so sure, look, it's great. It's great that people are talking about it. People great that people are excited by it. Um, the worst the worst thing would be if no one was talking about it. Um, look, yes yeah, sir, we, we, you know, like I said, we, we get going it late in the year so Come November, December, we haven't really pressed buttons usually, or looked all the way under the bonnet. So, um, but like I said, this mayor, you know, once they've won in France, you won in toy by ten lengths. Um, it doesn't take a genius to work out that she could be very good, and we bought her hoping she will be very good. Um, but uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, she's a curious case in that she's not a novice um, because she won in April in Autoy uh, obviously in France they could go a lot earlier and mm. um, so she's not qualified for the mare's novice but the Triumph is is an age race as opposed to a novice race which I, I'm not sure if it's um, been an issue before but anyway, it's we're, we're lucky it's not a 401 novice hurdle
1: it has because this has cropped up before I just can't remember what the name of the horse was but it did happen before um, not necessarily mare's novice but like something that could have gone for the supreme but couldn't so we'll, yeah, it's an intriguing one. Um, uh, so Triumph Hurdle very much for Losty Mouth, and that horse has already been very well backed. Uh, Gordon, it's best the line for you, who was beaten 13 and a half lengths by Zarek the Brave last time out. Uh, unusual low representation for yourself in this race, uh, this year. Is, yeah. is, is best line going to go?
2: I'd say she'd be a doubtful runner, to be honest, on the ground. I'd say the softer the ground, the better, the better it be for her. Um, probably a little bit lighter on Juveniles this year, just didn't work out uh, Getting to buy a few of them this year to sales, but um, I think this is a particular uh, hot renewal of the race. Uh, compared to the last couple of couple of years, was three or four horses a year you could take out a race. But um, you know, obviously from what we've seen in Ireland, I, I was very impressed with uh, Willie horse Sarac Brave, and Joseph O'Brien's um, juvenile. The two of them look good. Two time minor Isaac Tweed horses. Um, joseph Joseph O'Gee's well, a few as well. So it's a hot race.
1: Very much so. Uh, we have another guest, by the way, uh, the former top jockey and uh, now race planner for the great Henry de Brumhead. Robbie Puppy Power is with us. Robbie, welcome back to the show
3: good evening
1: lads sorry I'm late not at all listen that's normally me so you can fill that role today it was just turning up fashionably late Um, what do you make of the juvenile hurdle uh, the 2.25 on Sunday
3: yeah as Gordon says it's a very competitive race I think Joseph is very strongly represented with juveniles this year Um, I think his have been been very very impressive um but in saying that, Zarek the Brave for me was uh, in Punchestown was very, very impressive when he won. Um, I think whatever beats him will win. You know, it is a stronger nearer the race, um, but ground is going to be probably yielding, and and he was very effective on that in Punchestown.
1: Yeah, you'd wonder too with the the ownership situation if Sweden Maneer would be happy to have the two take each other on and Norset and, and him. It's probably going to be Zarek the Brave, you would imagine, in comfort zone. Well, there's not much point in him turning up only a week after a very impressive win, but we shall see. The Handicap Chase, 12.55, is a very valuable prize, the Bar 1 Racing Potos Handicap, uh, and it's a race that Gordon has done well in. Uh, again, pretty much every race Gordon has done well in, but he's won it twice, including last year with Smoking Gun. Gordon, who are we going to see this year? Is Brayside going to go? Uh, I'd
2: probably run all three of them in this, uh, to be honest, um, Brayside, Unitive, and uh, and um, Probably would like to see if a bit softer ground for Brayside, um, but, uh, Punitive wasn't lucky, and see it's Sam in the try So he'll be turned out again quick enough. And Fakira stepping up and trip it could suit him. Um, competitive race, but looks very open race. Um, but good we'll prize money, so we'll take our chance.
1: Robbie, what do you make of this year's unreal
3: Um, yeah, again, it's a it's a competitive race as it should be for the for the prize money. Um, I think there's a big day in Fakira. Um, if he can get his jumping together, um, and stepping up and trip might just help him do that. You know, um. He's prone to making plenty of mistakes. Stepping up and trip might just slow things down a little bit. And If he gets his act together, I think there's a big day in him and and, and this could be it.
1: Okay, the dabbler was the one I was particularly intrigued by. Uh, We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. Uh, Patrick, anything that really catch your
0: eye? No, nothing entered and um, nothing now that I'd be
1: putting my fibre on. If it's not the Mullins Yard, Patrick ain't interested. And so we move on to the bar one racing Royal Bond, Hurdle, And this is shaping up to be an absolute cracker. It's also uh, a very important and informative race uh, as the season goes on. Willie's won it five times in the last 10 years. Gordon has taken three of the last five. And of course, the greatest of all time, Hurricane Fly, took this race as well. Uh, Champ Kylie for Willie is currently the odds-on favourite. Marion Nationale for Barry Connell is pretty short as well. There's in the pocket for the De Bromhead team. Uh, Gordon, you've got Irish Point. Uh, what's the, the current thinking for your team, Gordon?
2: At the moment, I'm probably looking at running Irish Point. Um, you know, imagine they ran last week, so he won't take a chance. And three card brag, I might keep him to go back to Navan for a longer distance next week. Um, and, and Irish Point is good in Cork. Um, Jack Hendy School and Smarley School very well. At the moment, uh, I'm thinking running Irish point. Um, looked a hard enough race again. Um Lucky you couldn't but be impressed with Cham Kiley. Um, you know, he's probably he's been in for most of the summer, so he, he's going to be have race fitness on his side as well. And uh, you know, my horse is in good form, it probably lacks experience, but um I think uh, Cham Kiley could be doing the all off the beat. You know, Henry's horse was good in Wexford the last day, but a bit like my lads lacks a bit of experience.
1: From the last two at Cork, he showed a really impressive turn of foot Irish point. He must be a horse that you're a little bit excited about.
2: Yeah, I'd say he's nice. Uh, everything he's done, he's done very easy at home. But, um, you know, I think he liked the ground and touch wood, as I said, he jumped very well this morning. So I'm looking forward to running him, yes.
1: Does he feel grade one class to you?
2: He looks it on you. I never rode him, so I can't tell you he feels it, but he looks it when he's going by. But uh, yeah, he looks nice.
1: Sir. He took a grade one bumper in France uh, last year, a very exciting prospect for Gordon. Um, he's around about an 8.0 shot right now. Uh, Patrick, you've got a number of big guns here. We'll begin with Champ Kiley, who's very, very interesting and, and beat Brazil when we last saw him.
0: Yeah, uh, he looks quite versatile. You know, he surprised us, to be honest. Um, he didn't win his bumper particularly impressively. I was suspended on the day, and Jody won, but he was all out. Um, and then he got hurt, and he's come back. He won over 2-5 in you know, goal, which was obviously a stiff finish, showed plenty of stamina. And, you know, I think there was a few of us at home raised an eyebrows, and Willie dropped him back to two miles on a sharp track like Tipperary. Um, but he showed loads of gears there. Um, so... Um, he has experience, he has stamina, he has um, a bit of speed and uh, he's he keeps surprising us and we hope that he continues to do so. But yeah, he looks the strongest of our four. Um, Hercules um is improving away. He was disappointing his first run last year, but his two runs this season have been much better. Um, but I think the bare form is probably a good, well, not a good way below Cham Kiley, but I think it's probably a little bit below Cham Kiley. Um, Polo Lounge, He's improving away again um, but I think this is a big step up on what he's done. Um, but he is working quite well at home and he will love nice ground. He, he needs good ground. Uh, he's a very light-framed horse. Um, and Astro Diamond obviously on the bottom, we've had look good luck in the race for Phillies. Early mm. Beach won it and Statue Ware won it. Um, she's had a run which is obviously great. It um, wasn't maybe as impressive as we were hoping but I think she probably ran a little bit keen a little bit fresh. Um, she won the grade two bumper in um, Aintree last year and um, you know if if um, I think she's she has a big chance as well She uh, but Champ Kylie is obviously the number one.
1: Yeah she's a very interesting prospect for the season and Mary's novice hurdle is going to be the, the overall target with Ashford Diamond.
0: Yeah that would be the obvious place to, to look towards.
1: Yeah uh, not much point in, in coming out of that division uh, given the fact that the nice prize is there. Uh, is, of the, the outsiders because you've succeeded with outsiders in this in this Race or perceived outsiders would Polo Lounge be the, the strongest of those?
0: Um, well, look, like I said, he's got it, he's got it, he's got a, he's got to step up. He probably is, he probably is four choice of ours on what they've achieved. Um, but I do think he is improving. Um, and, um, like I said, good ground will suit him well, but it suits Astro Diamond, it suits Champ Kylie it suits Hercules always. So, um, you know, I think I think Champ is probably our, our number one, and Astro could be our number two.
1: Robbie, as the race planner for Henry de Bromhead, is this the target for In The Pocket? Uh, he
3: was confirmed yesterday, and we'll have a look. I'd say there's a possibility he might wait for Navin um, the following week, um, but that decision will be left up to to JP and Frank Perry in the morning what they want to do, um, or on Friday morning, shall I say. But he's a very nice horse. He was very impressive in, in Wexford when he won. It is a huge step step up in class, and... Um, from an ordinary maiden hurdle straight into a grade one, um, but that's the way he has to go. You know, he's shown enough to, to do that. Um, same with Irish Point, Gordon was talking about him, lack of experience and an ordinary maiden hurdle in, in Cork straight into a grade one. It's, it's a tough task to take on a horse like Champ Kiley, whose form has been boosted by Brazil's performance in Nate. You know, that was a very, very good performance, as Patrick said, dropping back from 2-5 to, to 2 mile and Tipperary. Um he showed a lot of pace. He's got plenty of experience and it'll take a very good horse with only one run to, to go and beat him. You know, that'll be, uh, I think Irish Point and in the pocket or two nice horses going forward but on their second start to win a grade one it'll be, it'll be a big ask.
1: And he cost a fortune as well a 290 grand purchase. He, is he showing you all the nice, the right signs at home?
3: Yeah, he does. He be do nothing flashy at home. He, he does what he has to do and he wouldn't blow you away. He does everything professionally. Um, but he does it on the race course, which is the most important thing, and I was very impressed with him in uh, in uh, in Wexford.
1: And Gavin Cromwell had a nice Novice Hurdle winner at, at Goran on the weekend, and he's got Pat Doro, uh, who won it at Galway, and is a very, very likable type too. What do you make of him, Robbie?
3: Yeah, he's a nice horse. Um, as I say, he was very, very impressive in, in Galway, um, but there's unbelievable strength and depth to this race. I know, like, Champ kite is the obvious one because he's got the form and he's got the experience, but... There's a lot of horses coming in here with that were impressive in maidens, you know, and it's a big step up in class. It's gonna be a very informative race for the for the rest of the season, as it often is the Royal Bond, you know, it's a very race. But I think this year, hopefully there'll be a bigger field than normal. It'll be very competitive and there's a lot of horses in there that could come out that have big reputations, but could enhance their reputations on Sunday.
1: Okay, who would you side with?
3: I think Cham Kiley's gonna take all the beaten given that experience and, and as I say, that performance in uh, in Tipperary is rock solid.
1: All right, Patrick, your selection?
3: Shadok is
0: the obvious one, but like I said, uh, I I do think Ashland, uh could, could cause an upset if, if one was to.
1: The Phillies have been flying in this race for the Mullins camp in the past. We'll see uh, if she can do the same. And Gordon?
2: okay, I have to go. I got go my own horse, Irish points. You know, as the lad says, he does lack a bit of experience, but...
1: Um, He's in good form, and I'm, I'm looking forward to running. Man, Gordon, uh, like that horse a lot. Uh, the 155 is the Baron Racing Drinmore Novice Chase. This could be a cracker. It's also uh, epic rivalry between Willie and Gordon continuing, because Willie's won twice in the last 10 years. Gordon, you've taken five of the last 10 renewals, uh, and you've got the favourite in three-stripe life. You've got a very strong team for this race, but currently the favourite Around uh, very short price in three-stripe life but you've also got Mighty Potter Hollow Games horse awesome, I'm a huge fan of uh, as well so plenty of, of firepower for this race Gordon Manella Crooner is in there too um, what's the current thinking?
2: i probably run two or three and it's all been well and um, look it looks a hot race um, uh, obviously Mighty Potter was a dual grade one winner last year um, three-stripe life the same he's placed in a good few times behind Sir Gerard and he won a grade one um, in the entry, um, hollow games, I might keep him maybe for Navan. Um, the following week for the for the, for the two mile one novice there, it's not definite. But at the moment, we're, we're just going to weigh up our options on Friday morning. But Mighty Potter, look, he schooled very well on Monday morning. Um, around Navan, uh, Jack was very very happy with him. So, look, he's a dual grade one one winner. He probably. He's probably done more than three strike play the hurdles um so yeah to be interested to see what happens
1: and were you pleased with his chasing debut
2: yeah he was very happy with him listen it was he had to go out and do all the donkey work and you know, what's an ideal for him to have to go make the run and but uh he's sort of a horse that'll only ever do what he has to do if I'm being honest.
1: And just briefly on Hollow Games who we're probably gonna see next week. So he was a very good hurdler last season but it appears as though on the basis of just the one run without getting too carried away that he's much better over fences than he was over hurdles. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, he he always looked like he was going to be a better chaser. Um, you know, he was probably trying to make him into more of a stayer last year. And You know, he, was, he wasn't he was bad the last day in Navin over two mile one. Um, look, it's not definite, but uh, we'll see what way the race is looking on Friday morning and see what the ground is like. But um there's probably every chance he he might wait and go to Navan to follow me. But uh, I'll speak to the owners and see what they'd like to do. But um, look, it's a good race. Uh, three Stripe Life hasn't done much wrong. He'd have probably come on an awful lot from um from this. He's a big gross horse and he had a good hard blow after the race. So I think he, he there should be plenty improving from this. But I mean, if you go down through the race, it it it's a hot race. You know, you know, Willie's got Willie's got three or four in it. Um. No one's me, me, the devil coachman, just one blast but he never does what he has to do. And Joseph's horse would be interesting. Hearts, mm. it wouldn't shock me if he turns up on the ground, you know, with the ground only being looking like it. it's probably going to be more yielding, yielding soft and, and soft. And um, it wouldn't shock me if he turned up and he's so much experience and race fitness on the side, he could be dangerous uh, or two miles, three runner.
1: Yeah, Banbridge, of course, who won at Cheltenham last time, won at the Cheltenham Festival, taking the Martin Pipe, beating. Hollow games and adamantly chosen in the process uh and and patrick you're responsible for adamantly chosen that was a really good chasing debut i i got the impression with him that you always felt there was a, a big race in him he was well backed at galway it didn't really he was very unlucky that day um he he had been supported for the martin pipe it didn't quite happen for him but so far over fences so good a very impressive debut and last time out he was very good too yeah,
0: he's a horse. I suppose he's very lightly raced. Uh, I think he only has maybe eight, nine, ten runs. Um, he won the Land Rover with Jody, and um, uh, he's just been a little bit disappointing in kind of bigger handicap hurdles. But you know, one was the Galway hurdle, and one was in Shetland. and he uh, he was maybe unlucky in a hundred grand handicap at Punchdown. Um, he looks to be a superior chaser. Um, he seems to be much improved over fences and the fact that, again, you know, like I said, for this meeting, the fact that he's had a few runs for us um, going into it, he's, he's hardened fit, he has a bit of experience, it's not a race that's been particularly lucky for us lately. I think Belsar in 2014 was our last winner of it. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he just, maybe, um, you know, he's, he's, he's quite unexposed and he's obviously a better chaser than hurdler, so, um, an authorised art falls into the same category. Fences seems to have transformed him. I think he's, about twenty pounds higher over of fences already. Um, yeah, look, you, you are a little bit worried that um, it's summer form, summer autumn form. Um, you know, when I mean, you're going to go and meet the likes of whatever Mighty Potter or Tree Stripe Life or, or Hollow Games. Um, if you look back at all the previous winners, they're normally proper winter Grade One horses. Um, but with those two and with Elbara, the fact that they they're up and running all summer, hard and fit, and have experience. Um, has to give them a squeak, but probably the best horse of them is Gaird the Menil, um, who's still made no offences, um, but you know, has probably has the best chase form in the bookkeepers, third in the Irish National, third in the RSA, third by Gal Shanson, Leprous Sounder, Grade One. Um, but it's his first run of the season, so you know, for a lot of hours this time of year, um, they, they, they do improve for it. So um, it just could be difficult for us.
1: Has he strengthened up over the
0: summer? Well, look, he is only, he's only six. Um, you'd, forget, you'd forget that. Um, uh, I schooled this morning. He schooled very well. Has he strengthened up? I, I don't know. People, you know, you always hear people say they strengthened up. But they always look really stronger in the autumn because they're not hard fit. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's... I'm hoping he could be a national hunt chase horse, um, second season novice, that good form. Um, but, no, you you'd think going there without a run at this time of year for us just puts him on the back foot.
1: Okay, and... Just to go back to uh, Adamantly Chosen for a brief second, what kind of trip do you think would be ideal from? Because I know that in that stable tour in the Racing Post uh, with Mark Boylan, th- it was taking hearing Willie talk about staying trips for him. He was almost saying he could be an RSA horse.
0: Yeah, well, look, he's by Well Chosen that was Sharon's Armairs. So, um, and I think he's that. I think he's the Adamant Approach pedigree, um, which I think is where he gets his name from. But uh, which would be all stamina. Um, and at home, at home, you think he's stamina. Uh, he doesn't show much speed at home, but obviously he jumps so well, he's able to compete in those quicker chases. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, able, he's won around 2-2, two, 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 one um, So he's obviously got plenty of talent over a shorter trip, but uh, I'd be very interested to see what he's like when we step him out and trip.
1: Okay. It's a very interesting race on paper, Robbie, uh, particularly Banbridge having won the Arkel trial at, at Cheltenham. The world seems to be his oyster, uh, and if he does turn up here, it's a great point that Gordon makes because it's going to be pretty clear from Joseph that we're not going to see too much of him over the winter. He doesn't want too soft ground. He certainly doesn't want heavy. But if it stays as it is now, we may very well see him on Sunday.
3: Yeah, and with the weather forecast the way it is, I can't see the ground being any worse than than yielding to soft. I don't see it changing a whole lot from what the description of it is now. So it'll definitely be yielding, yielding to soft at worst. Um, I think he'll, he'll he'll turn up. Um was very very impressed with him in uh, in Cheltenham. I thought back at that trip, I thought he might find things a bit too sharp from, but um, he he jumps so well. You know, he's a very very good jumper. Um, I was impressed with Adam. He chose him when he won uh, of Gordon's Tree. I thought um, Mighty Potter was very good in Downright, and this would be the obvious next step for him uh, to Root Garden, likes to go Downright and then onto the Drinmore. Um but Hollow Games for me was was very, very good in Navin. Uh, I think two and a half could be his ideal trip. Um, I thought he was very, very impressive in Navin the way he jumps. Um, he just looked reformed over over fences and if Gordon decides to go here with him, I think he'd be the one to beat. If not, um, Mighty Potter and absolutely Chosen that falls to me. I think El Barra is a very, very good horse but has plenty of experience but as Patrick was saying, generally a top grade one horse wins this race and I think Mighty Potter and, and Adam chosen could be that um, stepped up or improving our offenses so um, yeah I'd be going either one of them two. I think whatever, whether Gordon runs Mighty Potter or, or Hollow Games they'd be the pick of his two for me Three Stripes Life was good in nice. he won well but obviously with Grand Jury falling two out it made his task an awful lot easier so um, it's hard to read into his form I thought he only jumped adequately on the day but um, I was very impressed with Hollow Games and, and Mighty Potter thought they were very good so whichever one he goes with, and Adam we chose them, would be the two for me.
1: Yeah, it's a cracking race in, in prospect. Just with an eye to the future, um, you've got a, a horse who Hollow Games beat last time at Hartwood, who's come over from France, I believe from the a similar enough line to a Plutard, um, in that uh, four-year-old jumping fences having come from the, the same yard in France. Is it fair to say that was a, a, a nice debut and a horse that you're looking forward to running next time?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, we were very pleased with him. Uh, he jumped super on the day. Um, he was beaten by a good horse and he was well cleared to thirds. So um, I think it was it was a good run. He'd improved plenty for that. Um, I think he goes back to Navin next month for a for another beginner's chase. But um, he's a nice horse and, and like Aplotar, maybe stepped up in trip as well. You, you'll see improvement from him as well. He's, he's a very nice horse, uh,
1: Hartwood. Remember the name, Hartwood. Uh, want to follow next time out. That's going to be a fascinating reel of the Drinmore novices chase. On to the big one. The bar one racing Hatton's Grace Hurdle for Honeysuckle is currently the threes on favourite uh, and rightly so. Classical Dream will race against her for the first time in his career. Uh, a four to one shot. Uh, Echoes and Rain is in there as well for Willie. Uh, Ashdale Bob uh, as well. Perhaps the horse that puppy would know very well. And uh, Gordon's got a Tiapoo who we'll come to in a second. It's all about the first lady of National Hunt Racing. Honeysuckle has been a a tremendous racehorse and the gauntlet has now been laid down as a new challenger from Constitution Hill at the weekend. But she's the queen, unbeaten and bidding for her fourth win in a row in this race. Robbie, how is she?
3: Yeah, she's in great form. Um, Henry's very happy with her. Rachel is very happy with her. She's been doing everything well since she came back in. Um, She hasn't missed the beat um, and touched wood to this point, everything has gone swimmingly well, so uh, hopefully the next few days go well. and It's going to be great to see her back on the race course. Um, she's unbeaten. This is always her starting point the Hatton's Grace, and she's won it for the last three years. Hopefully, fingers crossed, she can make it four years in a row. But stepping back in trip, classical dream over two and a half, could be a big danger to her. Um, after Bob has had a run under his belt as well. He was third in the, in the Smullen Hurd. And you know, it's a very good renewal of this race, I think. Um, and I think Classical Dream is, is, is a big threat, drop back to two and a half. I think he's a horse that won a supreme and does stay three miles, so stamina's no issue to him. Um, he can go a good gallop over two and a half, and, and he just might take a bit of pegging back. But uh, no, everyone in, um, in in Henry's is, is delighted with uh, Honey Sucker, she's a mighty form.
1: Fantastic. What did you make of Constitution Hill and the subsequent hype that came out then? Uh, after his, admittedly, breathtaking performance on, on Saturday, because everyone is now hoping that they both get their sound, and indeed the, the Willie horses as well, and that they all manage to get there safe and sound, because if they do, we're in for one hell of a show on the Tuesday at Cheltenham.
3: It is, it and we are, if they both get there safe and sound. It was an unbelievable performance from uh, Constitution Hill, but um, he's got to go to Cheltenham in this modern era, Horses are judged on what they do at the festival and he's got to step up to the level of Honeysuckle. Um, you can't be taken with what he did in uh, in Newcastle last week. Um, but everything's got to go his way. She's still the, the champion and she's the one he has to, to get to. You know, Duvan was probably one of the, the greatest horses that I ever rode against. But he'll never be remembered as a great because of his form in Cheltenham. So um, that is, that's what it all boils down to these days. Um, she's been there the last two years and won champion hurdles so if Constitution Hill doesn't do it, it won't be um, you can't talk about him being a great until he goes and wins a champion hurdles. I'm trying to say
1: Yeah that was Dennis O'Regan's point on the show on, on Monday it was like yeah it's what he did was very impressive but she's the one who sets the standard she's the the champion she's the one he has to go and beat and until he's done that let's not get too carried away
3: No exactly that's what he has to go and do he has to reach her level but um, don't get me wrong what he did in uh in Newcastle, was frighteningly good, but Duvan often did things that would frighten you as well, and he just never seemed to, for whatever reason, in Cheltenham, it just never happened for him. So uh, at the at champion chase level, so um, yeah, he's got to go there and do it before we can start uh, talking about him as being. I think it's ridiculous that he's already the third highest rated two mile hurdler of all time. I think that's um, and one run in open company,
1: four career starts, third highest rated hurdler of all time. It's a great game. It's a great game. But hey. Opinions. Opinions. That's what it's all about. Uh, Willie has won this race twice in the last 10 years and uh, more than that overall, including the, I'll just throw him in again, the great Hurricane Fly win in this race uh, in memorable circumstances. Um, Classical Dream. You were on board, Patrick, Classical Dream in 21 at Pontchastown, uh, which is probably his best performance uh, in the, the stairs hurdle there. Um, have you been riding work on him? And if so, how has he been coming along?
0: Yeah, I sat on him. Sat on him yesterday. Um, worked them, and was really, really happy with him. Um, in great form. Uh, two and a half. Like you know, as, as Puppy says, he he stayed three miles that that day and punched Punchdown. They went a million miles an hour, um, and it really suited him. But he had the speed to win a to win a supreme. And you know, he's won despite missing uh, missing a lot of time at in injuries, He's won the sixth grade ones. He's a very, very good horse. Um, but uh, you know, if if everyone turns up um we're going to be playing for a second but you know we saw it in haydock um horses aren't machines i think honeysuckle's the closest i've seen to a, a machine she she no matter no matter what seems to get thrown at her she seems to turn up but um you have to keep trying and uh uh but i think you know i think we're probably up against it and uh she's she's a fantastic mayor and um we'll we'll try we'll throw another dart and see how we get on
1: I mean, he could he could be a very good second here, and and that would be a blinding run. But on his form, like on his day, he is a, a top class racehorse, including winning at Punchestown last season earlier this year under Paul. Uh, it's just that Tiesti's day was a bit of a downer, and and then at Cheltenham, he's run well, but couldn't quite get to Danny and, and Flooring Porter. But on his day, Classical Dream is an exceptional racehorse.
0: Yeah, look, I think running in Gorm was a mistake. He uh, got a very hard race at Christmas end, in, Engallagher in was three miles beating Florian Porter, and um, we probably ran him back too quick. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously, Cheltenham, he obviously won the race at the start at Leperstown. but in Cheltenham, he ended up backing himself to the very back of the field, which wasn't plan A, B, or C, I don't think. And um, Danny obviously slowed it up in front. Uh, so that was disappointing, but um, he is a very good horse. Um, but unfortunately, where the mayor is very, very good.
1: It's uh, it's quite the task, uh, and Gordon is going to be potentially taking on this task as well. Uh, Tiapu, we didn't see in in the Morgiana but that might work out to your benefit. Uh, potentially, we're going to see him here in the Hatton's Grace. Is that the plan?
2: Yeah, the plan is to run them, but um, look, I have to agree with what the lad says. Um, Honey just looks a bit different. Um, you know, uh, she, she she just as Patrick says, every, everything that's thrown at her, she just just knocks them back. Um, she's something special, and I think. Uh, we should all just sit back and enjoy
1: her. Very much so. And who would you be siding with right now if, if you had to? And I'm going to make you. Constitution Hill for the Champion <laughs> Hurdle or Honeysuckle?
2: Listen, you can get soaked into these things very, very easily. Um, I think all credit has to go to Nikki Henderson running the two horses the other day and making it the race it was. That's well it. Um, but as the lad said, uh, Honeysuckle has been there. She's done it. Now, look, Constitution was awesome in Cheltenham last year as well. But um, it, it'll be a race It'll be a race, that'll be it'll be something else. And um listen, uh, none of you has mentioned um I was very very impressed with his horse the other day, uh statement in uh in um in and he might turn them all over.
1: Yeah, that'll be a pleasing one, Patrick, a statement comes and does them all.
0: Yeah, look again, he's lightly raced, um, not quite as lightly raced Constitution Hill, but he's improving all the time. And uh you know, he, he ran his first race for us less than a year ago. Um so uh he was very good, and I think there's room for improvement with his jumping and everything um, so uh, but just it does look a particularly good year, um,
1: but I wouldn't forget about him yeah uh, has a decision been made on Sir Gerard? Is he going over fences or is he staying over hurdles?
0: Uh, no decision yet, but um obviously he's cool over fences um and he was in this race, and will he take him out so um you know, I imagine he's thinking about going chasing with him but classical dream was in the same boat two years ago and got a little setback and then ended up going to punch down to win so who knows but he's good offence he, he jumps very well so all options are open as as Willie always keeps them
1: Alright and champion hurdle constitutional or honeysuckle which one Patrick? Uh,
0: look I, I haven't seen the mayor beat yet so I believe it when I see it
1: Alright and Robbie is obviously of the same mindset so Gordon I'm going to have to come back to you and just get an answer from you Honeysuckle, Constitution Hill, Champion Hurdle. Which one? Uh,
2: look at the moment. i will sick
1: with um, i sick with honeysuckle at the moment, and we'll we'll just see what happens over the next couple of months. Honda Mayor! Um, right the the uh, the bumper, which will round things off. Uh, we've kind of talked about this already, uh, but Patrick, you've got uh, Chapo de Soyeil. I'm sure I've absolutely butchered that pronunciation. Uh, a soldier of fortune for Rich Ritchie. First run for Rich the yard. G- is he going to be lining up?
0: Yeah, real nice horse. Um, real nice horse. I uh, won a school and bumper on Thurless. Um, he got very well in the recently. Um, uh, he's doing everything right at home and uh, this would look a good place to start uh, for all as well between now and then. Um, I did manage to get Fernie Hollow beat this one year so he could be very good and still not win but um, uh, I'd, be, I'd be thinking it'll be a good horse to beat him at home.
1: Okay, uh, Robbie, is there anything that really interests you there? We were talking to um Gordon earlier about some of his bumper horses for the weekend, and he's got some amount of talent to unload. Is there anything that's really caught your eye?
3: Um, yeah, I think what Patrick says, be respected, and with his horse will be hard to beat. Henry is a nice horse in there, uh, called Sayed Steel, but I'd say he's yeah. unlikely to run. I'd say wait for a bumper in, punch a in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, he's a nice horse and, and does things very nicely. So, um, I wouldn't. I- I wouldn't imagine it'd run this way. I think it comes a bit too soon, so maybe um, two weeks You go in in Pontiuson. All
1: right. Better days ahead for that horse after better days ahead has won the four-year-old bumper at Ferry House for Gordon. Uh, No offence, Patrick. Um, Anything else that we should be mentioning? I know there's a big handicap hurdle uh, as well. Patrick's got some runners in that. Gordon, you've got runners in it as well. Anything else to mention, Gordon? No.
0: (laughs) Patrick? (laughs) Uh, no, I think all of ours in that that hurdle seems to have plenty of weight, um, There's nothing sneaky on the bottom. So I think we've probably covered all
3: the all the important ones.
1: Uh, Robbie, anything else to watch out for?
3: No, Gordon's playing his cards close to his chest. So whatever it is his gets back in the champ in the in the keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah, we're all playing poker here, basically. <laughs> uh, well, I'm the dealer. The three lads are playing poker, and while the lads are casually looking at their cards, Gordon is just. Very, very subtly looking at his. Nothing has been shown, nothing has been given away. You know what, Gordon? That's the right thing to do. Uh, it works well for you, it works a treat for you. That being said, which horse are you most confident about this weekend?
2: Jeez, uh, good question. Um, look, I'm obviously looking forward to the Drinmore and, and the Royal Bond, you know. Um, they're, they're two two great ones. Um, the Hatton's Grace looks 20 Sokol's Race to Lose. Um, look, I'm just looking forward to going racing. Uh, uh, I'm looking
1: f- the one I'm looking forward to seeing most is uh, Fasal Vega. <laughs> well played Gordon well played Patrick Fasal Alvega and Honeysuckle aside who are you looking forward to seeing or are you most confident about this weekend
0: yeah look I, I, I hope Shopper Slayer runs I'd like to I'd like to get on him uh, I think he's very
3: exciting
1: nice that's in the bumper of the four-year-old bumper that we talked about a few minutes ago and Robbie for you
3: Oh, look, sure, all eyes will be on Honey Sucker, and I hope Fairy House is thronged on Sunday and everyone comes to see her um, because she's something special. Um, This is her last season. You'll get probably two opportunities in Ireland this season to see her uh, this weekend and then the Dublin Racing Festival. So I hope everyone comes to Fairy House on Sunday to see her and... uh, hopefully
1: she can deliver. Well said. It's going to be an absolute cracker. And thank you for listening. It is great to have you with us. Make sure that you're headed to Ferry House this weekend. It's the Ferry House Winter Festival and it's going to be a cracker. The Saturday is a great day, particularly if we get Fasal Vega. It's a really interesting bumper as well. But the Sunday is going to be a blockbuster. Do not miss it. There is nothing like being there live. We've had two years of no fans at Ferry House because of Rona, the thing we no longer want to mention, uh, and we get to return this Sunday. I'm going to be there. It'd be great to see you there as well, Sunday at the Fairy House Winter Festival to see the queen of national hunt racing, Honeysuckle. This is her final season. This is the last time we're going to see her run at Fairy House. Be there to cheer her on. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, you can find out more information at fairyhouse.ie. I highly recommend that you are there. There is nothing like being on course when you're seeing a world-class racehorse go and win, and she is world-class. We're back tomorrow when Mark Milligan will be alongside me as we preview the Tinkle Creek at Sandown, uh, Aintree, and we'll take another look at Fairy House as well through Mark Milligan's eyes. Uh, All that and plenty more to come right here on the Final Fallen Podcast share on social media hit him with the rt on twitter and a five-star rating on whichever podcast app it is that you're listening to is on is a huge help you are part of the final foreign podcast army give us that five-star rating borrow your partner's phone borrow your, your parents smartphones borrow your kids smartphone steal smartphones and give us five-star ratings however you do it i don't want to know just do it Part of the Final Fuller Podcast Army, and it's the only thing we ask of you. Helps the old algorithm. It's been an incredible year for the Final Fuller Podcast, our most listened to, and that is thanks to you. So I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the show. Hope you're enjoying the podcast, and we've got more great content coming for you very, very soon. Christmas is coming and the gravy is flowing on the final furlong podcast. Be safe, be well, God bless.
3: The final
0: furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only, terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday, the ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for
2: only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today.